Welcome to the Drunk Guys Book Club, where books aren't just for school, where book clubs aren't just for women, and beer makes us rejoice. I'm Mike. I'm Nate. I'm Jimmy. We're the Drunk Guys, and this week we are reading Jimmy's Punishment Book of the Year, Ulysses by Jimmy. Of the Millennium. (laughs) (laughs) And I I am starting with a beer. I think he's going to need a Lifetime (laughs) Achievement Award. (laughs) (laughs) So, this book notoriously difficult and, di- and and fucking awful i i tried to read it at first she's like i'm just gonna read it man and like jimmy's punishing us and we asked for it and i'm gonna you know like be like a pledge and just please sir can i have some more and just kind of do that but i had no idea what was going on it was like i was wandering into the fog <laughs> that's what reading this book felt like because holy fucking shit so this is triple dry hopped lotus wandering into the fog, double IPA. There's so many words there, kind of like this book, um, by Abomination Brewing Company. And bonus, this book's a fucking abomination. So uh, cheers. Oh, that's so much better than the book. Oh, that's really good. It was almost worth it. Almost. <laughs> I think we should just say up front to anybody listening to this podcast who doesn't normally listen to this podcast you're like ooh, let's let me learn about ulysses <laughs> or this is or the wrong place expect, fucking we're gonna even know nothing app we're gonna <laughs> so i don't want i'm gonna be so fucking pissed off when we get a review when it's like these idiots didn't understand ulysses all like we have we have been warned <laughs> you're gonna this probably a, leave knowing disclaimer less. <laughs> well you, you know I, I i'm gonna i'm gonna drink this beer also um because i think people are gonna come here with questions and uh, this is a lie, but I got answers. <laughs> this is called I Got Answers, but I don't have any. I'm sorry. No. It's from Killsborough. Jinx. Uh, gotcha. Double dry hopped IPL. Yeah, whatever. Uh, sure. <laughs> that makes as much sense as this book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's different. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> the bubbles go down or something. I don't know. What is it? <laughs> It's, it flushes the other way. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the bubbles go down. <laughs> that's what an IPL does. That's why it's different. Frobscottle. Yeah, oh, we have it. some whiz bangers later. I think Frobscottle, <laughs> yeah. It tastes like pro- Frobscottle, yeah. Um, it's that might be the only word that wasn't in this book, by the way. Oh, no, it was in there. It was on page 72. <laughs> you know what? You know what word it did include that... Almost also made the book worth it. The word chode appears in the book once. This also has the most uh, the most long monologue about kissing buttholes than most books written today. So it's ahead of its time, really. But it was really about being behind. <laughs> so Ulysses, um, James Joyce's probably I mean I think most famous book uh, and. Often considered one of the world's most one of books the greatest no books ever, which just like if this is the greatest book in the world, then we deserve that meteor to hit us. Like fucking, this is <laughs> this is <laughs> like the definitive publication of it was 1922, where I guess they fixed or added typos. Who could tell? And then they <laughs> put that shit out. They did a thing where like there were multiple versions so that people could make fixes and then they would like lose a version with the typos or lose a version with fixes and then keep the original so they 
some versions are fixed and some are not fixed, or certain chapters are fixed. You know, it's it's a hodgepodge of yeah. You know what really affected the story too? <laughs> that was what was missing was that keen editing eye. <laughs> is this fourteenth comma uh, needed, or is it is this is this a typo, James? What is a chode, James? You know, I would really love to hear James Joyce describe what a chode is. <laughs> James, what is the Sugandese? He's like, oh, that's Sugandese nuts. Does <laughs> uh, that be that passage there? <laughs> so, uh, so Jimmy, you picked this as a punishment book. Yes, I did. So, why don't you fucking explain what? Okay, happened. well, he can do he can do plenty of that. First, I just let me just talk about like why this book is so difficult. So it, it is called sucks. Yeah, because it sucks. But so, but let's be more specific. It is called a piece of modernist literature. And this was a movement in art and literature and stuff no, like Nate, that. Nate, it's called a piece of <laughs> shit. That's what it's called. <laughs> this is a movement of literature and art and stuff like that just after World War One or during and after where World War One was so horrible, people were like, well, clearly everything about the past sucks. Let's just do different things. Let's just be different. Let's just have a conscious break with the past. And this is almost the, or might be the, pinnacle of that kind of thing where every single part is experimental and different and different from every other part of the book as well in ways that we don't understand (laughs) i was reading a summary and there's a chapter like this chapter uh each part of it um is imitating a different form of English. Oh, that's Oxen of the Sun, yeah. Yeah, where it's like, starts off with uh, early English and then moves on to like, you know, Latinate and then it becomes uh, modern slang by the end of it. Yeah, Yeah, it's like, you fucking say so, dude. (laughs) Man, I was looking so forward to reading that chapter because I had, (laughs) I I watched, not exaggerating, probably three hours of people talk about this book before, like when I was like a quarter of the way and I was like, I need help. (laughs) And I watched the There is no help here. I was like, please send me all the Sherpas. And I read, I watched like, you know, Ted Ed has a video like Ulysses, the special book. And then I watched an hour long lecture with, um, what's his name, Colm Toivin or whatever, the Irish writer, just sucking this book's dick. Just, oh my God, it's so good. And I was like, man, he makes it sound really good. I got to give, I got to give it a better shot than I've been doing. And then they talk, they talk about this fucking Oxen of the Sun chapter. Where he, you know, the virtuosity of Joyce's writing to go through, and then, then you get to it, and you're like, no, no, it's not oxen of the sun; <laughs> it is shit of the bull, because it is just <laughs> nonsense. <laughs> we and should I also would, note that these chapter names now, are not real. In the original nothing's version, nothing's, nothing's real anymore. The chapters yeah. had no numbers or titles. So they were just it just started at the top of a page. That's the only really way even chapter you knew breaks. It was a new chapter. <laughs> and it's only after that that scholars have gone back and given them names and numbers, but given them names. It took t- it took teams of people to, to name number the to number the chapters, probably. <laughs> well, I believe the names came come from people who knew Joyce and his like talking about the book. Because he did, he delivered it in chapters, 
to the editors, so they knew where like the chapter started to begin. Did they know though? We're like James. I think you left off a page or something. And then he's like, "Nope, that's it. Nope, that, that's that's where it ends, man." <laughs> James, I think you gave us. I think you gave us part of three different chapters with the pages got mixed together. Nope, that's exactly one chapter. <laughs> um, okay, so the the book it's called Ulysses because that is the Latin title of the Odyssey. By um, well, it's, it's Odysseus of name Odysseus by Homer, and it does at least people say that there are that this relates <laughs> to the Odyssey, and I'll have to take their word for it, but extraordinarily loosely, yes. it's like an inverse of the Odyssey because the Odyssey is uh, Ulysses taking or Odysseus taking twenty years to get home from Ithaca to make sure his wife didn't cheat on him, and this is one day. Of a half Jewish Irish guy making sure his wife did fuck another guy, and it takes you twenty years to read. <laughs> <laughs> and it's all Greek to me. <laughs> I could have re- I could have read this in Greek and gotten almost as much out of it. <laughs> I at least would have enjoyed doing the Gus voice for that. <laughs> that would have that would have amused me on a personal level. And I was like, I don't know, I don't know what you say. And I would have enjoyed that here. I got nothing. <laughs> but go on, Nate. Sorry. Uh, okay. So, essentially, the first character... So, just like the Odyssey, you first don't meet Odysseus. You actually meet his son, Telemachus. Although, in this case, it's not his son. It's sort of a kind of different <laughs> guy. guy. It's a totally different once. guy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Name is Stephen, Stephen Daedalus, who was also the main character of Joyce's previous book, Portrait of the Artist as a Young Man. Or he's at least in there. I have not read that either, nor am I going to at this point. But I have read it, and I got even less out of that than I got out of this. Well, okay. But, but he is the main... It's basically this Stephen Dedalus used in this... At this point of, this, of his story, like used to be in a religious, ceremony, uh, religious school or going to be a priest or some shit. And at this point, he's like an English literature professor... And Portrait of the Artist as a Young Man is about how he started out in school and lost his faith, kind of. I'm not 100% sure. It's been a while, and I didn't understand it. Anyway, so, but yet, on the first page, do you meet this character? No, you don't. You meet an entirely different, very minor character named Buck Mulligan, and they're living in a tower on the, in the, on the bay, and the tower is still there, and apparently it has a name and stuff like that. I just can't remember it is. And Stephen is totally broke and has to and is in debt to his friend Buck Mulligan. Everybody. Yeah, everybody. But is it fret in, in debt to his to Buck Mulligan to like what would be the equivalent of a few thousand dollars today, according which was about four pence in British money. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. First of all, it doesn't make any sense to me at all. It's like how can that be so much money? It's like two pounds is like a fortune. Inflation. Like, yeah, I know it's true. But like two pounds <laughs> back then was like a yearly income. Well, I want a pound. Your mom. But you know what? It, <laughs> is this a beer segue? Uh, it wasn't going to be. I just wanted to You know make, what? I'm I, making I, it a beer decided, se- segue. <laughs> I decided my real contribution to this joke is to be to make as many D's Nuts jokes as I can throughout the episode. That's what I plan on doing. Um, but But your mom jokes are fair too. Because... He does talk about dead moms and shit. I don't know. Nate, oh, okay, so my beer, hold the mine. name has absolutely nothing to do with it. This is called Forged Irish Irish Stout by 
forged in Dublin, Ireland. And it's an Irish stout that's not Guinness because Leopold Bloom hates Guinness. So I thought it fit. Oh, God. Oh, it's a nitro. That's a nitro Irish stout, actually. Just like I, I thought you just misted your pants, right? <laughs> it was like the I thought weirdest I, fart I thought noise. I took off. <laughs> mm, uh, not, not loving it. Um, oh, oh like the book. Do you know who owns it? No. Connor uh, McGregor. Is <laughs> Con- I was going to guess that degenerate. Because <laughs> Connor McGregor's stout. Oh, <laughs> it's made God. with his ball sweat. Okay. I think you're a racist now or something. Careful. Not that I actually know anything about Conor McGregor. He's just, he just, he's, he just punches people, right? Well, he's, he's he, he hasn't punched people degenerate. in a while. He's, he's just become basically like a, like a shitty trash man lately. I don't know. He hasn't been in a fight in a minute. He's got way too much money and way too little education or class. He has absolutely no class. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's a piece of your garbage. Come at me, McGregor, you fucking... I'll, I'll sue you. I'll let you hit me for money. <laughs> anyway, that's my beer. I'm liking it even less. How, how is it better? How does it compare to Guinness? You know, it's been a really long time since I've had a Guinness. I would say it definitely has flavor, <coughs> possibly yeah, too I, much, which I know <laughs> the complaint about Guinness is that it just kind of doesn't taste like a lot. I don't know. Guinness is a beer I like to drink when I'm at a bar and it's like, I haven't eaten yet. I'm going to have a drink. I don't want to get shitty before 7 p.m. I can have a Guinness, and that will be fine. That's what it's for in my head. Or if you could have 12 of them. I would be full. (laughs) (laughs) It's like eating four loaves of bread. (laughs) So for the first three chapters, they're actually not about... Odysseus, they're actually about Telemachus. The first chapter has actually been titled Telemachus because you just hear about him. And then he, there's second, second, okay, second chapter. Yeah, second chapter, as you see him, he's like a school teacher for teenage boys and he's asking them about Greece. He's asking them about um, Pyrrhus uh, and they're making fun of him. They're like, and someone is like, this is where I was like, oh, maybe I'll, if I really work hard, I can understand what's going on in this book. Cause I like, I got one joke, <laughs> which was, he asked some kid, what is, what is Pyrrhus? And the kid says, oh, it's a disappointed bridge. Uh, get it? It's a pier, a pier is a disappointed bridge. Anyway, uh, oh, that was the joke. I was like, oh, okay. I'm, I'm laughing my head off. I wasn't even ready. I, I assumed it was, anytime I didn't guess something, I assumed it was just something like, lofty and highbrow it's like no this is a dumb joke so weirdly this book even though it is definitely very highbrow or erudite as veronica roth would call it uh (laughs) 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 but it is also very it is also it was banned for obscenity it was not published in america because it violated some obscenity laws for a while it says people take shit. Yeah, literally. Leopold Bloom's first chapter just takes a dump and takes a pretty graphic dump. Anyway, we'll get so that. much farting and pooping and pissing and butthole stuff in this. It's like Animal House if it was uh, written by someone who wrote Frasier. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, he's especially focusing on the tossed salads and the scrambled eggs. Dude, that's, there's a whole tossing salad section at the at the end. Is from his wife's perspective, is just a whole thing about kissing his kissing her butthole, and you're like, this this is considered like the greatest novel of all time, and there's a huge <laughs> section on on his like, why why does he keep just kissing my butthole? It's kind of weird, man. 
It's kind of weird. the sweetest kiss of all. That's why it belongs <laughs> in the greatest novel of all. <laughs> it really makes you, makes you think, you know, what is, what is art? And I still don't know. <laughs> uh, well, speaking of what a shart, um, <laughs> this, this book, I, I need to drink a different beer. Uh, we haven't cleared up anything yet, have we? It's no, like we're, we're not in some to. sort of rare fog. <laughs> <laughs> it's just all fog. Uh, I have a third one that's not fog. <laughs> but uh, this, is, this is rare fog, <laughs> a triple dry up, triple IPA with Strata, also from Abomination Brewing. And uh, it's 10.5%. I, I had so much of this, <laughs> and it just went down t- so smooth that I woke up like I'd lost weeks of my life. <laughs> and then I read this book and lost months of my life. It was, it was really It was just as confusing the next day. <laughs> this is so good. Oh, uh, But this book is in its own strata of bullshit. Uh, so they just have, like, shit happening. And just sprinkled within this chapter, uh, you know, little shit about the Jews. That's going to come back in a lot of the entire book. What, uh, what, a lot about the what's Jews. What's kind of funny is, because we've now, we've done so many books about Ireland in the last couple months and in our previous book about ireland which that episode came out only a couple weeks ago jimmy we somehow brought up what it must what it must be what's it must be like to be jewish in ireland and jimmy was like you know we know i'm sure there are a few it's kind of funny that must be weird little did we know we're about to read a whole book about it about the only one probably yeah yeah the the fucking the last of the jew here he's the only one i will say that in all of the universe, we are the only three people who have ever read back to back. If I did it by O.J. Simpson and Ulysses, <laughs> I think that is the full spectrum of the human experience. I think we. I think we're done. We could stop the podcast. We now. finished we've, art. We've done it. We finished. The, we beat books. <laughs> Like OJ allegedly beat his wife. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, the, oh what, a, what a ride! Like second chapter, it <laughs> it's still like the book might almost make sense, and you're like, okay, yeah. I get there's that there's stuff going on here. Okay, one of the many reasons why this book is not accessible is that the characters they don't have like an objective they're trying to work towards. Or at least I couldn't find one. Now, maybe it was there no, and just, I just didn't find it. It's just a bunch it. of dudes it's, wandering around Dublin for a day. It's really just... We mentioned the taking of a it, shit. I mean, in the Odyssey, Odysseus is trying to get home. In Lord of the Rings, they're trying to bring the fucking ring to Mordor, you know? And in this, there's nothing. There's no, hey, they like... they have to go there and back again. Well, that is true. Um... <laughs> So there's double, doubly, <laughs> d- double, twice as much. They're doubling oh, yeah, they're, the objectives. They're, they're doubling it, yeah. <laughs> Whereas this book, it literally, it's so, there's so much going on under the hood. There's just so many complex things going on with the plot and the characters and all the references. But yet it doesn't have the thing that makes books fun. It took away the fun and added it's got butthole in. kisses. <laughs> We mentioned the shitting, Nate. You keep ignoring <laughs> it. Took it. Away really, really lovely description. The thing of that makes a plot interesting, which is when you have, when you want the character, when the characters have a thing they're trying to do, and you want to see if they succeed. This, they don't have a thing they're trying to do. I mean, stuff happens in the book, but it's usually like just going from one weird conversation to another weird conversation for what purpose? I certainly don't know. 
this is a book about hanging out with your friends and getting day drunk and ended up getting some shenanigans and then you go How home do we not and love it? <laughs> someone says, hey, crash on my couch. And he's like, no, nah, man, I got to fucking go. I got to get out of here. I got to go. I'm sorry. And then you're, you go home and you go to sleep and your wife is like, why are you always kissing you on the butthole? Isn't that a normal day for everybody else? <laughs> Honey, it's only Wednesday. Stop. <laughs> yeah. This was, this was like a weekday for them. So. I mean, it was a, there was a day and I don't fucking want to know what day Bloom's Day is, but it's a day that fucking mad herbs go and like walk around Dublin and they're like, oh, we bought a bar of soap here and they get all excited and I hope they get hit by a bus because <laughs> it's fucking stupid. But, I really want to go to the part. Nick, I'll go on that tour and I want to go to parted. You go to the thing and then where you have to go to a brothel and uh, smash a chandelier while a prostitute yells at you. I think there should be a part where everyone has to take a shit. Where they, yeah, well, they do. You stop at Chipotle first, and then they're like, all right, everyone's just waiting about 40 minutes. We're going to do the next stop, and then you all take a dump. Yeah, hope you ate your what veggies. Nate was des- what Nate's describing is he really repla- he took the plot out of the book and replaced it with plop, because there's a lot of pooping. There's, there's, a, there's a really above average amount of poop. So, okay, before we get to that. Well, it's epic. Before we get to that. We've already gotten there, maybe. Let me just say, so for the first two chapters, it's like, oh, maybe, I'm like, this is hard, but maybe I'm understanding what's happening a little bit. And then you get to the third chapter, and it's like, nope. Did you uh, audiobook it? or I switched to the audiobook at about halfway through, just because I was like, I that's need what, to just make did, more yeah. progress with this. I just can't. Yeah. I just have to. I find myself skimming, and like, because I'm like, I'm not understanding anything. Just retaining I'm retaining nothing. nothing. So I find myself <laughs> skimming. So I got the audiobook just so I could like force myself to focus back on the words again. Didn't really help that much though, because it was still like goes on and anyway. So you get to the third chapter, which the guide I was I was reading like warned me about. Like, yeah, most <laughs> people find this the hardest part. I want to say the part I stopped at was the hardest part because I stopped at it. That's the reason because I just couldn't keep going. I only made it about three quarters. So um, anyway, it was like probably Hawks of the in, Sun, but. <laughs> It, I had the experience multiple times, like trying to read the guide about what the chapter's going to be about and going, oh, there's no way I'm going to understand this. Now I don't have to try. Yes. <laughs> just like, I'll just skim it. Just, whatever. It's like, oh, thank God. This is too hard. My eyes passed over the word. So what I did technically is reading. But I don't That's know bad. that I read this. That's what I did. My eyes went over every page, and every page went over my head. <laughs> I, I also switched to the audiobook about 60% in, and the the version I got was pretty good. It was one one person, not a full cast, but it was one guy until the end where it was a lady. Um, yeah, that's also the and one it I was made it, to. It made it immeasurably easier for me, at least because you could tell, like, someone is talking now, as opposed to these, because the whole book is stream of consciousness, of just whatever the fuck is going on inside either Stephen or Leopold's head. And so sometimes it's hard to tell, like, are they doing a thing? There's a whole section where they're just having fantastical hallucination dreams. And I'm reading it, and suddenly I'm like, wait, when did we get to space? What's, what? Or, oh, obviously this part, this part can't be real because there's too many magic shit happening. But part of me thought, 
oh, this book is this book is different now. Now there's magic. Okay, I guess I'm just going with this. <laughs> I've got no choice because I had no idea. You know, I think. Imagine how much fucking harder this must have been to read in 1920. When it's probably easier because you, you had nothing else to do. But but you, stream of consciousness was not a thing. Like we have seen books that are weird and experimental that have had a hundred year had a hundred years on this to be weird, yeah. and somehow make it palatable. Because if like a book today came out, it was like, oh, I want to have these weird passages where characters are hallucinating. They'd fucking do stuff like put it in italics or something, you know, just a basic clue where this has none of that. Imagine how much more disorienting there must have been when you're reading this by gaslight. <laughs> one th- I feel like I'm being gaslit one advantage this shit. You yeah. might have had 100 years ago. You might have gotten some of the references. Because he's That's referencing there was all a lot, of these yeah. things. In, well, not only, not only all these places in Dublin, which you know I have know nothing about, but also, just all these references, not, I mean, there's a lot of Shakespeare, obviously that's not from Joyce's time, but all this, all this other stuff too, which maybe you'd know I could almost understand Shakespeare. <laughs> like, when we read, looking back at it, when we read those plays, I was like, man, this is fucking hard. That was like, everybody poops. <laughs> and this book also had everybody pooping, but it was <laughs> There is hard. a whole chapter in this one that's written as a play for no reason. Just for, it's think, just different. That's yeah. it. It was like it's just a different way to do it. Well, that, that's what I, one of the things I, I, I learned in my attempt to understand the book. Every chapter does something different, some different technique or approach. It hurt me in a new, different way. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, now he's two fingers. Uh, but it was every, every chapter was a different thing he tried to do. And I think that's why literary folk are like, what, look at the. The, the dazzling brilliance of this book, like how many different, it's like a theme and variations kind of thing where you're like, wow, this guy keeps thinking of new ways to use the same idea. He's like, wow, he keeps thinking of new crazy things and they were new at the time. But it reminded me of Moby Dick because remember that also has a chapter that's a fucking play? It does have a play? I remember the whole book, a whole chapter out. <laughs> it paintings. has a chapter that's like a play, yeah. Where they're like in Que you know, Queequeg off stage. I'm gay and then whatever it was. But because they were totally gay, Queequeg and Ishmael. Everyone they were sailors, of course they were. <laughs> well, yeah, they liked semen, but they were, they were get bored. They they talk about when Ishmael's when Ishmael and uh, they walk around their marital bed. That's a literally a thing anyway. It was so long no ago laws in international waters. And we drank you know so what? much. <laughs> oh my god, that was a bad I remember hugging Eric from Finbeck at the end of that. <laughs> we had just met him. Um, wouldn't you rather read Moby Dick than this? <laughs> yes. I, I, Moby Dick would be no. a sweet relief from this shit. I read you, Moby you'd Dick rather read this now, again, Jimmy. And I, I hated it both times. Um, what did, but I'm what did you feel other about? Because I want wait, wait. to. You hated Moby Dick more than this? Yeah, absolutely. At least I knew what the fuck the, the whale, what the title meant. <laughs> <laughs> Well, this someone had to tell me this was about the Odyssey. <laughs> I just assumed there was a guy named Ulysses in it somewhere, but there wasn't. <laughs> but um, this, I got this one for the hallucination chapters because it worked, and also because I felt like this. Uh, a lot of the time, I was reading. It's called "I Must Be Dreaming" because mm. I, I was know, lucid dreaming. I feel like I was just wandering through a fucking haze trying to. Read this shit. What is this? From Timber Did you say Ales. a rare fog? <laughs> this is Timber Ales. It's a kettle sour ale 
with blueberries, peaches, graham crackers, vanilla. He was all about beans, that peach and milk sugar. Okay, here we go. You know that's not beer, but that's fucking amazing. <laughs> yeah, I think those beers are kind of going away. The the slushy. This is not a beer, but it's a peach cobbler in a glass. This is like a peach mm-hmm. blueberry pie drink, and uh, it's fucking amazing. But it in no way resembles beer. <laughs> but whatever, I don't give a shit. This doesn't well, resemble no a book. This whatever, book resemble a plot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we should say, by the way, we know what. Um, also doesn't resemble a beer. Our Patreon. <laughs> Depends on how much you drink. It's true. If you want to support the podcast, you can head over to patreon.com slash drunk guys book club. And uh, most of the time we understand the book. This this was a special day. But uh, you know what also helps us? Leaving a review or telling folks to check out the podcast. And uh, just, just go on a weird stream of consciousness fever dream around Dublin with a bar of soap in your pocket for six chapters. And a potato. And a pota- well, he's Ireland. His yeah. lucky I mean, potato, which okay, just well, well, it just seemed racist, honestly. Yeah, it was a bit. <laughs> it was a bit much. <laughs> <laughs> well, James Joyce is Irish, so that's their word. So, is <laughs> potato. <laughs> <laughs> whoa, whoa, hey there, Spud. Uh, <laughs> slow down. So we've gotten nowhere, but we're up to Leopold Bloom, the the one half Jewish man in Ireland. And he finds out in the beginning, right before he takes a nice healthy dump, that his wife is going to cheat on him. And that's why he takes a shit. He's like, I got to make room from this this bullshit. I need to make room. And then he goes in the bathroom and he reads like a magazine about the fucking theater or something. And it was the first of many times in the book where the only thing I got out of the page was, Hey, that kind of sounds like he's talking about jerking off. Because the magazine was called Matcham's Masterstroke. <laughs> well, there is the chapter where he jerks off. Uh, but there's, there's another chapter where it, it sounds like everybody jerks off. Because of how words are different. Yeah. We'll get there, maybe, if I remember where the fuck it was. Or where I am. Or who I am. Because this book is disorienting. But he goes, um, he buys himself a... Um, he buys like a fucking uh, piece of organ meat for breakfast. He, 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 liver. He's on, he's on his all kidney diet. Kidney. He's like Jordan Peterson. He's just, <laughs> just <laughs> eating organ meat and take and which must. Oh my god, the shits you must take. And <laughs> what was that guy? That guy who was like definitely oh, not king? on steroids, but what the liver fuck? king guy. Yeah, liver king. Yeah. It's like that guy's on the most steroids. Like no, it's just I eat a lot of organs. Like yeah, with and steroids. I, and I sun my asshole. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I only eat, I eat the organs of a man who was on steroids. <laughs> that doesn't count, dude. That guy was on like twelve grand a month of steroids, <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, well, you know, it's not the same." Okay, yeah. 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 He, his wife, his wife is gonna fuck the man. Her, her. She's a traveling boss. singer, and he's yeah. her like tour manager, artist manager. No, some, it's some, their some daughter. What? No, it's he, it's her uh-huh. tour manager. I thought it was like their yeah, daughter. Yeah, he, he's a he's she's a singer. Okay, right. Yeah, I heard. I her, got the tour manager too, but yeah, is it her manager because she's going on doing gigs. Boylan or something like that was his name. Blazes. Blazes. Boylan, which is a ridiculous name. I mean, Stephen Daedalus is a ridiculous name because I was like Daedalus. That's Icarus's dad. Is this all Greek shit? I don't know. Yeah, doesn't matter. And like Leopold Bloom, does that mean something? 
Nobody knows. Bloomberg. Yeah, he's let me tone down the Jewiness a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Then he takes a shit. I think we've established that. Does that we definitely understood that part. That part I got. I was like, oh, he's taking a shit. Okay. I might have been taking a shit when I read that part, actually. I'm not even sure. That's but it, yeah. it happened. Well, I was getting into... Like, it was like the people on Bloomsday. I was, I was acting it out. Mm. But my, uh, we skipped over... I'm just looking through my notes. And uh, we're going to skip over a lot. Oh, oh my God. We're going <laughs> to skip over the whole book. But my two, two things I really liked from, uh, from the early part... Actually, just one that really matters. That just random part here... When you hear a cat talk <laughs> and the sound effect for the cat, <laughs> the cat talks right <laughs> is, uh, what the fuck is my note? It just disappeared on me. It goes, Mick Giganow. <laughs> like that's the it's an Irish cat. Voice. And I was like, that cat has an Irish accent. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, apparently animals do have accents like regionally. Oh yeah, that's why. Like in France, like the doggy goes woof off <laughs> and whatever like stupid sounds people have. It goes wah wah. <laughs> but you know how they have like woof woof is a dog. Yeah. But then you go to you know in other places like the dog goes peck peck. No, it doesn't. <laughs> Fucking, what's wrong with you people? That's not how but it I sounds mean, like, at all. Like animals, not in the not in the words we how they <laughs> write out how they talk to each other. Like amongst each other. They sound different, like a cat would sound different, like it has a fucking accent or some weird shit like that. Oh, yeah. I don't, I don't know. Is any fucking cat on this planet that goes Mickey now? <laughs> <laughs> it's a cat that turns into a fucking leprechaun. Does it's like a weird Italian leprechaun, like a, a Mickey now? <laughs> like what is that? Well, it's what hard, you know, because cats in Italy when they're climbing on stuff and they try to meow at each other, they end up falling off because they have to use because their they, front they paws their hands, to. Yeah. <laughs> But that's so far. That was the one contribution I had. That cat talks funny. <laughs> yeah, it's like I am confident in that observation. <laughs> Chapter three. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's just like the bulk of it is following Leopold Bloom around as he wanders around. Jewishly, uh, <laughs> according to this book, <laughs> you know, just like whoa, yeah, he's like six pence. Are you kidding me? And they're like, oh my god, that's 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 a year's salary. Apparently, <laughs> is, is three pennies. <laughs> there was that. I did enjoy the part where the guy he gets into a fight with a guy at a bar, or like the guy starts yelling at him. Oh yeah, about the Jews, <laughs> and he's like, he's like, dude, Jesus was Jewish, and he's like, I will fucking kill you if you besmirch Jesus's name. It's like. <laughs> Yeah, it's when he meets Mel McGibson. <laughs> <laughs> so first Leopold, he goes to a funeral where there's a lot of stuff, a bunch of characters. <laughs> then oh, it was, so first uh, is the carriage ride to the for, funeral, for, which is a whole chapter. But do you remember his? Do you remember his name? His Patty Dignam. Patty Dignam. <laughs> Patty Dignam. <laughs> Like I need James Joyce, Irish man. It's like I need a name that evokes Ireland. <laughs> how about uh, how about Patty? <laughs> I mean, there might be a too are a nose. lot of motherfuckers over there named Patty. <laughs> and according every to, other guy is named Patrick. According to the guide <laughs> I was reading in the book, it says he died of some heart trouble, but that was a well-known euphemism for alcoholism. 
So he actually, his name is Patty, <laughs> and he drank himself to death. Yeah, it was Ireland. They call it natural causes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's 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 natural, baby. Yeah, it's how, it's how he wanted to 38. go. You can't live forever. <laughs> he left his fourteen children behind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's shit in every one of these chapters that when you read the. When when you when you combine reading the when Wikipedia someone page, tells you what the you've spark just read. notes and the notes in your book, you kind of understand. <laughs> You're like, oh, that's kind of clever. For example, when they're going to the funeral, they have to cross over four bridges that are just kind of passing. Like, oh, they crossed over the Kirkpatrick Which Mick Fitzgerald is a bridge, course, of, a reference to the bridges of Madison County. That's what it really was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was a precursor to that. But it's like there are four things you have to cross to get to the River Sticks or some bullshit. Like if so, you really need to know a shit ton about Greek mythology and the Odyssey, and then you get it, and you're like, Ah, oh, I see what you did there, James. Very clever. But uh, but most people are like, Okay. There but it's also four, mixed yeah. with obsessively stupid details about Dublin itself. And James Joyce apparently said something like, if you could rebuild Dublin brick by brick from reading Ulysses, like he put every detail about Dublin into this book. Some people do use this book as like a, almost like a history book of like what a day in the life of a regular Dublin person was like at this time. So like, you know, people who are like his, history nerds would be like, this is what it was like the people walking around doing shit, the things that were going on the streets that was how it actually went down. And if you're into that, cool. Um, I didn't care that much, uh, but it was interesting from that perspective. It's not historical. Historical fiction can be so fucking boring sometimes, but also because it was written at, it was contemporary. It was like you read historical fiction now, and it's like, wow, they really nailed how many buttons there are on those coats back then. It's like, I don't give a shit. (laughs) The other day I went to the library, and I saw in the the reserved shelf behind the librarian, Time and Again by Jack Finney, like someone requested that dumb book about About, historical fiction. Maybe we inspired them. The one where you uh, time travel by wishing you time travel by eating old pork chops. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you, you time travel by getting gout at the age of 15. You're like, look at it. See, it's not even sliced bread. <laughs> this must be the 1880s. <laughs> but I saw somebody requested that fucking piece of shit. Maybe they're trying to read the book so they can method act to go into the past. <laughs> so they could not ask for it. <laughs> yeah. It's some sort of like weird... Uh, time travel loop they're stuck in <laughs> yeah sucking their own time travel ass oh yeah well, whatever the reverse of time is um yeah so he's walking around and doing shit and you're like i guess that's the whole book and it is it's just dudes walking around going to he goes to like 14 bars in one day so you know props to him uh, well was, he walked down has, two, has a kidney pie every two hours so his uh He's got just kidney stones just constantly. But they're like Irish, so they have like funny names. Like, oh, it's the Kilkenny Rock. <laughs> Dude, you know, I went when I went to Dublin about nine years ago or so, I did a I did this thing. It was like a walking tour of James Joyce's Dublin. 
And we had a tour guide who had a PhD in literature. And he was an Irish guy. Which just goes to show how much that's worth, because he was a tour guy. He was a really nice guy, and he was like taking us, and he was like, all right, here we are at this little... I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not consciously trying to do an accent, but I feel like I'm slipping into a shitty, shitty Irish accent there. But he would take us to some corner, and be like, and this is where Leopold Bloom bought a bar of soap. And I'm like, wow. And he'd read us... He had a little book that he pulled out of his pocket, and he read excerpts of Ulysses, like a few few sentences that were supposed to evoke some something Irish to us. And I was like really into it. And then I'd hear the sentence, like, I'm like, what the fuck? That was, <laughs> what the fucking bullshit was that? <laughs> like, and, he's, and he's like, this is where Leopold Bloom famously purchased his lemon soap. Where did he shit, though? I was like, well, where did he drop the soap? Like, where is the <laughs> drama in this story? And then he took the most exciting part was that we went to a bar and got a drink against us there. <laughs> that was the best part of the tour. But there's a huge market for this for this shit, and I've I really wanted to I really wanted to understand it. Then I just I just remembered this tour. I think it was like a repressed memory. I was probably hungover. I didn't remember it very well. But I don't. Uh, oh my god. There's a huge industry about this fucking dumb book. Anyway, sorry. This book is definitely for people with a PhD in literature and almost no one else. Yeah, pretty huge dingus. Yeah, it, you. Mouth. It's it's designed to. You have to read it ten times, or you have to know everything in the world and then read it, so you <laughs> get the other, get the stuff it's talking about. Well, this is a uh, this is from the Wikipedia article that Joyce apparently said quote uh, said he had quote put in so many enigmas and puzzles that it will keep the professors busy for centuries. Arguing over what I meant, and that's the only way of ensuring one's immortality. Or that you're a fucking asshole. I think that there's a good chance, based on the rest of this book, that it is, he just said that so people would think too much about it, because he was just being a, a sly dickhead. There are there are still, I mean, according to the guide I was reading, still people still don't know what some parts really mean. Like there's some guy who gets mad at the thing that just said that says UP up. And it was like, what are you talking about? And people still today <laughs> don't know what he means by that. But the guy in the story is really incensed that somebody wrote this thing about him. <laughs> and but it's like so I figured that what? was like a I figured that was like an up the raw reference. But if no one else thinks that, then I guess I'm wrong. According to my guide, he was saying, like, you pee up. That's literally what he was saying. <laughs> Which, you know what? Well, could be. I, I'm not saying that's wrong. But I mean, I, I, if, if, if other people have read that and said that's not what it is, then I have no fucking idea what that is. Because that was my best guess, because I'm, I'm guessing based on almost nothing at all. But that was a pretty common expression back then, you know. Like up the raw, so up the Republican army, you know all that shit. That's what they 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 phrase things weird because they're Irish, but that's how they say it. So UP, Ulster Province, all that shit. You know, I mm. assumed. But if this guy who's made it his life's work to decide, to understand this book said, "I don't know what this is about," then I'm I'm guessing I'm wrong. Maybe he was just insulting. He's like, "Why would I pee up? Like I have some sort of whale spout penis? <laughs> How dare you accuse me of that? Who who have you, who said that?" If <laughs> was, any book from nineteen the early nineteen hundreds had a whale spout penis, this book would have it. 
I mean, I think it does. I think that if that's my just uh, PhD it. dissertation right there. It's probably it's probably part of the weird Prove fantastical dreams. Prove me wrong. <laughs> Prove me it's not about his whale spout penis. <laughs> because which is ultimately a giant reference to Moby Dick. Mm. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. I'm trying to think uh, the the pretentious title of my dissertation. Two whales of a book. James Joyce's Ulysses and Herman Melville's Moby Dick. A, ref- a retrospective. Zero whale spout penises. <laughs> the hermeneutics of whale penises. <laughs> <laughs> the Herman Melville's Michael. That's true. That's true. So um, more stuff happens, and you get to char- chapters with increasingly unfamiliar names, <laughs> like the Lestragonians, which I think is uh, the people who lived after Sumer. Uh, and then they eat lunch, and they go to David Burns Pub, more kidney pies, which is the guy from the Talking Heads, probably. And mm. then. Um, they talk about is this the part where they talk about Shakespeare for fucking ever so long? Just go on and on about it, but it also Which I, it also kind of blurs together with um, oh, that's that's Scylla, Scylla and Charybdis. Yeah, well, they go to see uh, Stephen Dedalus's lecture on Shakespeare, and you're like, I guess we're at another location now. Holy shit, when did that happen? Um, well, they go to the library. Yeah. As one does after a drinking, working lunch, you go to the library to hear a lecture about Shakespeare by an undergraduate about Shakespeare or something. Which I would, I would, I would struggle with a lecture about Shakespeare in plain English, sober. But this fucking book, it might as well be a Martian talking about Shakespeare. <laughs> and they go on about Hamlet, and they they keep shit talking. What the hell is Shakespeare's wife's name? Anne Boleyn was her Anne name? Hathaway. Anne Hathaway, yeah. Current I mean, actress Anne like, Hathaway. Anne Hathaway does kind of come off as smarmy, but they kind of <laughs> they shit talk Anne Hathaway no, the whole time. married Shakespeare. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I really loved you in, uh, in Brokeback Mountain, though. But she's... The devil doth wear Prada. <laughs> <laughs> so saith the bard. But... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's so dumb. <laughs> so, but so anyway, my point is, I wouldn't understand this on a good day when they're talking to toddlers. But it's James Joyce talking about Shakespeare. It's like, am I? Am I? He might be making this shit up. I don't even know. I don't know enough to understand this, and I don't want to read three biographies of Shakespeare before I can understand this chapter. I'm just going to accept, I don't fucking get it, and move on to chapter 10. So, in fact, I did recently read some stuff about Shakespeare. Did you know there's so little actual documentary evidence of anything Shakespeare really did? I mean, you could fit it on on an index card. It's it's just because there's like, you know, a deed to one house... There's there are his six signatures. Six, I believe. Yeah, exactly. And none of their none of them are the same or spelled the same. <laughs> I believe I believe five. There are five different spellings or something like that. And yeah. none of them are the and way. None of them are in the same handwriting. Now. Yeah, that famous yeah. picture that people think is Shakespeare. We don't know if that's actually Shakespeare or not. Um. Uh. And, and there's like you know he was in one you know sued one time by one guy. So there's like a court document where he said something. There's so little, but that's like, that's almost all of it. <laughs> Thou art a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and so the amount of document, you know, documented evidence for Shakespeare's wife is even less. And that's normal for someone who lived 
that long ago at that time. So it's not weird that there's oh, yeah. so little evidence. The, f- the fact that you know his wife's name is actually pretty impressive, right? Like, how how many of these documents, they don't even, this is like, and so, so-and-so, son of this guy, and the mom's name isn't even included, you know? Yeah, so... All of this stuff where it's like, oh, well, and Hathaway, clearly, blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, you have no idea. No one has any idea. Though it is true that in his will, he left his wife my second best bed. That is true. What does that mean? Was it a joke? Was he, was he being mean to her? No one knows. Maybe they just had so much fucking rough sex that they had broken his best bed. That's as good a possibility as any of the others. They had they had fucked their way through it. He was fucking her with the strength of two gentlemen in Verona. <laughs> <laughs> he, he fucking crushed that thing. It's like I had Doth had her Mac bent over it. <laughs> Every night was like a twelfth night of fucking. <laughs> okay, so back to this. Stupid story. Oh, but but anyway, the point. My, my, one of the things is that that's all. That's all fair, Nate. But you read that from a modern book. I don't fucking know what they were saying in Ireland in 1904 about that's Shakespeare. <laughs> so like, who who fucking knows? Who would know? What an absurd thing to expect a person to know. I have a feeling this wasn't written for regular people. No, they're no. called Irish people. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so then you get. Uh, my least favorite chapter. You have but one? Also my, uh, well, <laughs> maybe it's my favorite chapter. It was chapter, it was chapter 10, Wandering Rocks, where there's like five, it's like the little snippets. It was it like, says 19 short vignettes. And I'll be honest, is, I don't remember this part almost at all. This is, this is when he basically said, you know what? I liked Dubliners. Let me just do that again as one chapter of a book. Well, like this book started off as part of Dubliners, and he said, no, nah, let me like make this like, w- like 46 times longer for fun. So it, it includes a bunch of sections where things just sound like someone's jerking off. That is the first story in Dubliners. Corner, you know, the first story in Dubliners was the dead priest, isn't it? Was he jerking off? Is that how he died? Oh, maybe it was a dead priest. The one, the one with the little uh, kids sinned. who were on the beach. <laughs> the one with the kids on the beach, and the guy flashes them and is like jacking off. Oh, that was it was Ireland. Uh, <laughs> Corner Kel- Kelleher closed his long day book and glanced with his drooping eye at a pine coffin lid sentried in a corner. He pulled himself erect, <laughs> went to it, <laughs> and spinning it on its axle. Like, that's fucking. That's a guy jerking off to a dead body. You know, I I I have to imagine that he did that on purpose because well, he, yeah, was a, he was like, a, he was a weird guy. Two seconds later, we read about a one-legged sailor who was skirting Rabbiati's ice cream car and jerked himself up Eccles Street. <laughs> 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 and then. Not to, you know, James Joyce is progressive, so he has to have female characters in there, too. Oh, yeah. There's another vignette where Maggie at the range rammed down a grayish mass beneath bubbling suds twice with her pot stick and wiped her brow on the bathtub. So she's obviously doing some weird jilling. And then uh, and then we meet, uh, what the fuck is his name? Blazes Boylan. And he refers to a young pullet which I know is a type of chicken, 
but it's a kind of chicken you could choke because <laughs> you it's the one you you pull it. I don't know if you see it's, it's a pun. And then later on, they says this other random sentence I highlighted. Hello, Jack. Is that yourself? I'm like, of course you jack yourself. That's what this whole chapter is about. <laughs> so this whole chapter is about people masturbating. Is what I got out of it. This you know is the most fun I had. Re- That's your dissertation right there. <laughs> the most fun I had reading the book was this chapter. It's like, you know, that sounds like someone jerking off. Hey, that also <laughs> sounds like someone jerking off. That's what I'm getting out of this. I'm just going to look for it everywhere. But it was too hard to do that, so I didn't find it that much. <laughs> and then, do, do those characters matter? Is there Because there is no, as Nader has already said, there's no plot to it. A advance. bunch of them are like side characters from this book. But you also, there's so many of them, that I don't remember any of their names, except like Buck Mulligan, who just sounds like a 50s um, sci-fi actor. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Buck <laughs> Mulligan in the 49th century. You know, <laughs> He kind of sounds to me like a 1910s bare-knuckle boxer. <laughs> oh, that too, yeah. There's a significant overlap in those two things. Buck Mulligan, space ranger. <laughs> Watch him piss those aliens. He won 119 rounds once against Blackie McCoy. <laughs> what does that name mean? <laughs> he had black hair. <laughs> That's exactly. He wasn't allowed yeah. to fight yeah, black the, the, people. The, back in the good old days where you could give nice racist names like Whitey <laughs> to a person. <laughs> so that's a chapter, Wandering Rocks. I can't believe that guy's name was Whitey Bulger. W- was that his was his Christian name? <laughs> yeah, this is like, I don't even think about it. It's like, what is what does I that think mean? It wasn't, but I'm not sure. No, it was definitely not Whitey. But there was a guy in the Yankees who was always at the old timers games. It was like this ancient man. He looked like Jimmy Carter's dad. <laughs> <laughs> now, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was Whitey Ford. Oh yeah, Whitey Ford. <laughs> it's like that dude played. He was like, black. No, Whitey Ford was white as shit. No, it's funny old, you, old, funny old. he was black. And played the Yankees. Did the Yankees waited a decorous amount of time before allowing black people on their team? Yeah, in the stadium. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they didn't let them have mustaches till like 1989. So I don't know if they can today. I think they can have a stash, but no beard. Don Mattingly clean shaven. Didn't he have a mustache? Don Mattingly did. Yeah, yeah. It was all mustache yeah, all the time, baby. Yeah, nice cookie. Much duster. like the mustache rides that occur in this book. Which, well, yeah, I must ask you a question. Um, <laughs> so we just talked about a bunch of shit that doesn't make any sense. That We're just staying on theme with the book, man. Oh, I know. And that's where this last beer comes in. It makes about as much sense as the rest of the book. And it makes as much sense as Buck Mulligan, Space Ranger of the 49th century, actually. <laughs> where could this go? Uh, it's like we're having ice cream sandwiches in space. <laughs> that's... That's my last beer. Ice cream sandwiches in space, 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 space. Um, which is a also abomination beer. And this sounded really, really good. A milkshake double IPA with freeze-dried ice cream, cacao nibs, vanilla, strawberry, and lactose. Freeze-dried ice cream is every child's first brush with disappointment. <laughs> <laughs> You want ice cream? Yeah, have this. Like, this tastes like the world's driest Lucky Charms marshmallow. Do you want all the bad parts of ice cream and all the good parts of packing foam? (laughs) (laughs) Do you want to be insulated? 
This is what it's like to be an astronaut. I was like, man, being an astronaut sucks ass. This is why I'm not going to pay attention to physics in eight years. This, however, so good. So much better than this book. <laughs> so, oh my God. This is right around the part where I just, just stopped reading, and it was well after I stopped understanding. <laughs> so I, I don't know much to add. That was page four. <laughs> well, right up to chapter 11, um, the sirens chapter, which is one of one of the ones I was looking forward to, because it's apparently it had a musical idea spread throughout. It's almost like a fugue. I was like, that sounds really brilliant because I'm a, you know, I went to music school, and I, that sounds like a really cool idea. But it's a terrible idea. It's a fucking horrible <laughs> idea. It's like genocide. Like we should just. Why did we think of it? And it's so bad. But they go to a fucking restaurant. And then they, like, Steven's dad is there, and he's just, like, a cool dude. Like, everybody wants to party with him because he's... Steven's a, uncle. Steven's dad died. Oh, yeah, they would talk about Steven's dad. Yeah, because like Steven's he, dad, Simon... He was the coolest Simon dude. Was like, he was like, oh, your dad was the shit. And Steven's always, like, just like, shut the fuck up about my cool dad. Fuck you. Oh, my God. My dad sucks. <laughs> he was so cool, he'd still be here. <laughs> and But then there's just, like, random passages of sound effects... <laughs> It was like it was like watching a transcript of Stomp. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Stomp really doesn't hit the same way when you're hearing impaired. <laughs> <laughs> How much did I have to pay if someone to do the subtitles for that? It's like, oh man, I don't know. I was like, it's more of a fump than a clump. I, I, I think it's like chomp. I don't really. Is it is it chomp or just chomp? But it starts with. Bronze by gold hurt gold. I can't even fucking read one sentence. Bronze <laughs> by gold heard the hoofarons steely ringing. Oh, okay. That's when your car won't start or an that's, old lawnmower. That's, that's how I explain it to the mechanic. It's like it kind of goes like, and he's like, oh yeah, that's that's the uh, yeah, that's a carburetor. <laughs> <laughs> chips making chips of rocky thumbnail chips. Oh, right, of course. Horrid. Yeah, that, that's the first word you get right. And gold flushed more. A husky fife note blue. Blue. Blue bloom. <laughs> it's like a fucking art shit, like from an it's art be, student. It's neck poetry. Yeah, it's like, I cannot change. I cannot will. I cannot decide. I... Bongos. Must decide. Bongos, bongos, bongos. <laughs> <Fucking> shitty poetry. <laughs> trilling, trilling, idolores. Peep. <laughs> Who is in the peepful? <laughs> it's like 300 when, pages of this. <laughs> <laughs> when first he saw, alas, <laughs> full top, full throb. Oh, full, full throb is the name of a Motley Crue album. <laughs> Oh, absolutely. It's, it's the greatest hits album. Full throb. Full. <laughs> that was the reunion tour. It's actually Rob Thomas by himself's band, not Mashbox 20. When he does solo works, he goes, his band is full throb. <laughs> Warbling. Ah, lore. Alluring. Martha, come. Who the fuck is Martha? <laughs> clap, clap. Clip, clap. There really isn't a Martha. Clap. Uh, that's, that's this is this is writing clap clap period clip clap period clappy clap period. Oh, you missed the whole part about the horse band. 
Yeah, they're, they're the oat. Uh, the, I believe you mean goat. No, oats. It's what they they are. What they eat. Um, <laughs> the, 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 uh, what the fuck is this shit supposed to be? I have no idea. Don't know. But then they just like yell at each other in a bar, and nobody understands what's happening, including the reader, which is a nice change, I guess. But it's it's, it's kind of like it's you're like you're really in a, a bar, and it's like just sounds happening all around you, and you're like clip clop clop, bibbity bang bang boom, <laughs> zippity doo da. All the confusion of a loud bar, but none of the fun. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so I think Nate stopped at the chapter, which is Cyclops. I mean, I technically passed my eyes over more of the words than that, but I was really, I was basically giving up. This is the one where Bloom is like, Jesus was a Jew. That's that (laughs) chapter. Yeah. And, and uh, talk about yeah. like Tierna Nog or whatever fucking Irish Tierna No. Tierna No is the other world uh, in Irish mythology. It's not heaven. It's just like this parallel universe that exists alongside ours where it's, the fairies live. It's the Matrix. It's kind of the Matrix. <laughs> the Irish Matrix. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I know step dancing. <laughs> Take the green pill. <laughs> But there's there are a lot of references in here that like if you don't know shit about things happening in Ireland in the nineteen oh fours, you're like, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> That's a very specific window. <laughs> it's very it's very specific. <laughs> Apparently this whole book takes place like the calendar date of like July whatever, nineteen oh four. The date James Joyce met his wife, or the woman who would become his wife. And he decided he wanted to smell her farts forever. <laughs> so he wrote this shit. He, he, he wanted her to fart in his mouth all the time. Jimmy told us about this. The, f- <laughs> the fart letters of James Joyce. They're, they're, they're really, they're, you know, they're not meant to be funny, but they're hilarious. You're just like, I want, I want to eat all your farts. Nom, nom, nom. Oh, he wrote these letters to his, quote, dirty little fuck bird. (laughs) (laughs) A man has a way with words. (laughs) One of the English language's greatest writers, he wrote a letter to his wife called, my dear little fuck bird. (laughs) I'm I'm just going to control F fart on these transcripts of his letters. May we all find a soul... This is how he closed this letter. He closed the letter to his <laughs> wife. May we all find a soulmate whose farts we would know anywhere. <laughs> oh, my God. This one's got the... He addresses her, my sweet little whorish Nora. <laughs> I'm going to read you this. I'm going to read you this, this, this one few sentences, and you can, we'll compare this to, to um, Ulysses right now. I'm sure right it's now. better. It's already better. <laughs> So All right, here we go. At every, at every fuck I gave, your shameless tongue come bursting out through your lips. And if you if I gave you a bigger, stronger fuck than usual, fat, dirty farts came spluttering out of your backside. You had an arse full of farts that night, darling, and I fucked them out of you. Big fat fellows, <laughs> long windy ones, quick little merry cracks, and a lot of tiny little naughty farties ending in a long gush from your hole. It is wonderful to fuck a farting woman when every fuck drives one out of her. I think I would know Nora's fart anywhere. I think I could pick hers out in a room full of farting women. 
is a rather girlish noise, not like the wet, windy fart, which I imagine fat wives have. <laughs> it is sudden and dry and dirty, what like a bold girl would let off in a fun in a dormitory school dormitory at night. I hope Nora will let off no end of her farts in my face so that I might know their smell also. <laughs> That's love. And he baby. signed it, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> Man, the man was a master of the language. I love his, all the different ways he describes farts. I call them yeah. little farties. Yeah, farties. Some you know, little farties, you know. The diminutive. <laughs> Though I, 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 he thinks whip, big women just have wet farts constantly. Uh, he imagines uh, fat wives have larger, wetter farts than little wives. And he's a fart doctor. <laughs> Maybe a fart enthusiast. Oh, he, he's like a a, a, a <laughs> doctor. That's doctor fart to you. <laughs> and they wrote this fucking book. <laughs> this is, that that fart passage is tr- is infinite. It's infinite because I got zero fun out of this book, really. Honestly, it explains a lot about this book to me. So, (laughs) (laughs) if you don't get it, you will when you're older. You know, that's what you say in your class. Like, I just I feel like he's he's trapping into the fart porn with his wife in this passage. This part is because all because this book is references or it's not references, but it's part of his shared universe that he writes all the shit in, which is like portrait of an artist, his young man uh, is Dubliners. Dubliners has a lot of characters in there that are the same characters in this. And the fart letters are clearly the writing between <laughs> Stephen Bloom and his wife, because she mentions how he tongue punches her fart box constantly. Have <laughs> 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 you ever heard that expression, tongue punching fart boxes? Oh, I, uh, it's, 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 I think it was Shakespeare. It's a, it's yeah, a, it's a tale as old as time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, you know, it's, it's all part of the same... Uh, it's like the Marvel Cinematic Universe of <laughs> farts and James Joyce. That's something to marvel at, huh? Okay. Oh, Her farts fair. were. Anyway, we'll skip ahead a chapter you or two because none of this matters. Maybe, maybe that clap, clap, clip, clap, clappy, clap <laughs> passage is about fart sounds. You know what? It fucking might be. <laughs> Those are little like, Prove people to me trying it's to not. sneak them out in public. Prove to me that it's not. <laughs> Boom. Crashing chords. Oh, that's farts too. Yeah. A wave upon waves of farts. <laughs> I think you know what? Now I'm like, I'm gonna try to just turn to a random page and see if there's a one that seems to be about farts. Oh man. Bending archly, she reckoned again fat pears and blushing peaches. Oh, that's a that's a butt doing some work right there. That butt is doing work. That butt's doing doing Jimmy's work. <laughs> Not this Jimmy, of course. Jim. Jim Joyce. Fart doctor. If <laughs> Joyce, MD. <laughs> FD. Amateur proctologist. Plump, bare, generous. Oh, that's a fart. Yep. Okay. Scooping through a few pages here. Oh. The careworm first told him that he was in the warehouse with a visitor. <laughs> Who is that visitor? You know. Anyway. You can keep going. I'm going to save this for my PhD dissertation because they just give those out these days. You just got to write some bullshit down. Yeah. <laughs> this is my ticket. 
farts in the works of Joyce. Irish flatulence. A study, <laughs> a study on the contemplative works of, of James Joyce. Uh, a portrait of the shortress to the young man. <laughs> was it, what's, like the, what's that opening line? It's like, uh, oh my God, it has a famous, last, uh, famous opening line. Portrait of the artist? Uh, yeah. Uh, it's like little baby... Oh, the fuck... Fucking, oh my God, James Joyce looks like such a creeper in every picture. He absolutely looks like a guy who has a fart fetish. He <laughs> <laughs> was like weird, like barbershop quartet hat and his weird, yeah. weird little Nazi glasses. And he's got an eye patch later on. He looks like the guy that came <laughs> out of the How barbershop How do you think he got quartet, that eye patch, Michael? The brown eye. He's like, you only have one eye I care about. <laughs> <laughs> he got, I only need one. He got pink eye so bad. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. Yeah, when he talks about the little moo cow or some shit. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Anyway, I'm going to save it. I'm going to save it for when I become drunk Mike PhD (laughs) writing about James Joyce's fart literature. So, eventually, uh, (laughs) Stephen and his friend get shit-faced, and they wander off to go to a brothel. Oh, yeah, he's into farts. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) They've got to go get farted on. i got to pay my good money fart money. And then Leopold Bloom follows them because he's like, you know... Hey, I should watch out for those dumb kids because he's, you know, he's he's a weird guy. And so they're at the the prostitution house, and Steve, uh, Stephen is living it up, and Leopold is standing outside, feeling real weird about going to a whorehouse, even though he does. He mentions he, he kind of fucks around a little bit. Though he's constantly worried about his wife fucking around, and she is actually right now, like right at this point, and. uh this is the part where they have a bunch of like just wild fantasy hallucinations about just like crazy shit and you start to wonder if the book is doing this and like you're just along for the ride or is this just in their heads and you find yes it is in their heads but there's some weird shit in there there's some funny shit they mentioned the 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 not do you see this part of the, the 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 nine new muses in this, like, he becomes like dictator of the world, and he, he's joined by the nine new muses, which is the muses of commerce, operatic music, amour, publicity, manufacture, liberty of speech, plural voting, gastronomy, <laughs> private hygiene, and uh, seaside concert entertainment, and painless obstructors and astronomy for the people. And you're like, what the fuck is going on? Are these references to things I don't understand, or is he just he's just talking shit? I really, I really don't know. <laughs> Why is there a muse of seaside concert entertainment? <laughs> it's so suspicious. Someone has to inspire it. It's way can't too just specific. Be one guy with a steel pan. <laughs> you need to inspire. It. You need to be really you know, a lot of help there. Uh, but you know, it's it's just like okay, yeah. Oh, oh, we're back into reality now, and a a hooker named Zoe is leading him inside, where Stephen is uh, having hallucinations about his dead mother. And you just like uh, this is, just comes out of the ground. Yeah, it's it's this is this no is the teeth. this is like the not the most famous but the most well known chunk of this book because it's also it's like the longest. It's like maybe a third of the book itself, maybe a little less. But it's is that long. Cersei? It's the big it's the biggest quote unquote chapter because once again these chapters are not really chapters. They made them up after the fact, but it is it is a is the biggest one, and it, it's, it's this, one, this is the one that's written entirely in play form. And for no reason, out of nowhere, you're just like, all right, it's, it's a play now. And it's the one least likely to be a play because there's 
enormous sections of hallucinations that that take tens of pages, if not you know dozens of pages. It's a fuckload of pages, but it all takes place in his head over the course of one second. And you go back to it, it's like, oh, no, nothing has happened at all. Okay, right. So, so one of the things I, I read about this is that what people were most impressed by is that Joyce had gone way past the ideas of you know, interior monologue or whatever, but like the way thought works. And then there is something to it that in a, in a split second, you can go through this crazy mental journey. Yeah. You know, you see a thing that makes you think of a something that makes you think of this. And you, get, and you could go from, hey, is that a broom? And all of a sudden you're like, man, I remember that time I sucked that dick under a bridge. And like, <laughs> it just goes there. <laughs> and like, it's like the dominoes of your weird memories. And Joyce does, captures that. And I have read other books that do that, where it's like, oh, it's just a guy's thoughts for four minutes, and that's the entire book. The thing is, when it happens in your head, it's lightning fast because it's it's like a slideshow. <laughs> it's just because a, you don't have to think out the words of your own picture thoughts. of the thing. Oh yeah, right, chunk picture of the other thing. Here though, I have to read this unintelligible gibberish, and then that leads to a different spate of unintelligible gibberish and it, and that goes on and on and on so it, it's it takes forever it loses the um like fleeting immediacy of the way like thought is right it's like oh this is like the weird little image in my head for this second and it it was abducted by another image of a woman farting on James Joyce's fucking straw boater <laughs> <laughs> and we all have you know crazy elaborate fantasies that are insane and would take a long time to describe but last for two seconds well it's because a picture is worth i mean depending on supply and demand and shit but a picture is worth approximately one thousand words jimmy that is so, that's the current exchange rate yes that is the yeah i mean they peg it they peg the picture to one thousand words so <laughs> <laughs> so dumb back to the word gold standard damn it <laughs> Ron Paul's <laughs> most important <laughs> contribution to economic thought. <laughs> I read about this on the Mises website. Uh, but the, <laughs> the word is worth one thousand. A picture is worth one thousand words. But it's true. Like to describe all the image, you know, yeah, you you guys get it. Anything but this book. Just keep going. Let's get to the end. We're so close. I did like this other thing in his fantasy. I thought it was, it's just it's so dumb and out of nowhere when all the people are. All the people in his imaginary kingdom are like cheering for him as like a millionaires, a noblewoman, and then like a millionaire says richly, a noblewoman says nobly, a feminist masculinely. It's like what the fuck? <laughs> 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 this chapter did feature uh, I think it, it completely shattered the fourth wall. There's a part in the in the stage directions right in the beginning. They talk about, well, I, I frankly, I don't know what they're talking about, but they're talking about something happening. And then it says parentheses, a deaf mute idiot with goggle eyes, his shapeless mouth dribbling, jerks past, shaken in St. Vitus's dance. A chain of children's hands imprisons him. It's like, man, that's exactly what it's like reading this book. That's how I felt the whole time. This is also the chapter where I read in something else, because I didn't notice this because I'm not capable of this level of, 
uh, observation where it's like Stephen and Leopold's thoughts, their own inner thoughts, talk about stuff that they weren't there for, that the other guy was there for. So the, everything becomes just the inner monologue of the novel itself, where it's like, oh, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Fuck you. Fuck. <laughs> That's ridiculous. It's like he wasn't, well, he wasn't there for that. It's like, oh, no, this is what the book is thinking. <laughs> <laughs> it's become self-aware. You know, if any fucking book is self-aware, it's this one. You know, I think, you know, non-jokingly, I, I, like, I like to believe, and I have no basis for this, but I don't give a shit, that this book is incredibly self-aware. And I have to think a lot of it is a joke. Like a shitload of it is just like, let's just see what we can fucking do just to fuck with people. Make everything sound as highfalutin and fancy as possible. And it's just about pissing and shitting and farting in mouths. The things he really loved. But he wanted to like make this, <laughs> make this like work that people were like, oh, people will argue about this for a century. And it's like, I wrote a pee-pee-poo-poo book, and people do their PhDs on it routinely. What a fucking crock. I got them. Huge duties. Yeah. Huge duties. Well, the Irish are, you know, part of the stereotype or the whatever the Irish people is their sense of humor and their kind of poetic thing, right? And we're recording this on the day that Shane McGowan died, which is incredible that he did not die 40 years ago. Yeah, he um, looked like he died 40 years ago. Did, you, you knew who he was, though, right? Yeah, I didn't know his name. But like, oh, the guy from the Pogues. Which, actually, you know, I kind of like some Pogues stuff. I couldn't tell you oh, a single the Pogues, song. The, the, but the, the, the first the two or three albums are really, really great. But I, just, I couldn't tell you his name. Like, it's oh, the guy from great, the Pogues. One of my great disappointments is that I had tickets to see the Pogues when they were in New York like 14, 15 years ago. And they rescheduled it because Shane McGowan like, injured himself from being a piece of shit. Mm. And they just refunded the tickets, and I was like, okay. And then they had a new date, and I didn't buy tickets to it, so now you know, I missed my chance. It's like when we didn't uh, see Rick James, then he died. We killed Rick James, actually, Jimmy. We did that. We killed him. <laughs> we killed him by not seeing him with Morris Day in the time. <laughs> Morris Day is still alive. What the fuck? You watch. If, we, if you and me get together, and we think long and hard about buying tickets to a Morris Day in the time show, he's fucking done. So... Uh, <laughs> The saddest X-Men power. <laughs> I can, we can kill any Z-lister if we really try. If we don't go as to their concert. As long as they schedule a concert, but we don't go. Yeah. It's very niche. But there's this kind of idea. Like, like, I don't know if it's part of the Irish self-image or whatever, but that the Irish, after centuries of, you know, Turmoil and trauma and tragedy. Eight centuries. <laughs> yeah, a bunch of them. Yeah, I don't know. It's like it's, they were, they were, they were owned up. by England for eight hundred years, so it's like they have this. That's you know, it's a lot. It's a lot of it's a uh, while suffering. That's longer than they even had potatoes. It, know, is, it is. It's like it twice is. as long as they had potatoes. Yeah, so I mean, that's a big deal. The but first they... one really sucked. <laughs> they didn't even have potatoes. They didn't. <laughs> but but there's this idea like the Irish have a, sense, have a, a quick wit and sense of humor. And there's like a poetry to the way... Uh, this is my perception as an American, but I, I've heard this many times. Yeah, the way I've heard of it is because the way... Because this was at a time back in the day when people actually spoke Irish. Like... 
before yeah, it was like outlawed and you know the modern day where people like don't really speak it anymore but people spoke irish and english was like a second language so the way that they would then translate their thoughts into their second language irish english became like the the way they spoke it was syntactically closer to irish so it sounded like magic poetry to us but it's just like the way they order words and the way they speak is because Irish is their first language. And like the way they learn English is through that. So it sounds weird. weird. It, it, it has a different word order. Yeah. It's called English. Hiberno English. Well, Hiberno English is just like English with Irish words. Like when they say their odd slang, but, but Gaelic is a wildly different language. Yeah. And Gaelic is not to be confused with Gail King, who is uh, Oprah's, Definitely not girlfriend, but Gail Lick is a language, and uh, like the fucking verb is like at the, is at the end of the sentence. Is that how it works? It's like with case languages, or maybe. at the I first. It's like it's, it's definitely a decline. They don't language. have a word for yes or no. Yeah, you just say the sentence in an affirmative. Did or you go to the store? Form. I went to the store. Yeah. Did they have eggs? They did not have eggs. It's like what? Yeah, but they were asking <laughs> questions like, "Did you?" Put the car bomb, and they're like, "I made, I, I did the car bomb." <laughs> <laughs> did, you, <laughs> did you bury in the shallow grave? I buried in the shallow grave. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> but these are parts of the Irish, you know, character or whatever the the poetic, the the humor. I'm sure it's in there. I'm sure you know that that, that they, they mean Joyce must have spoke. I don't know. Did he speak Irish? I don't know if he did. I probably would have did. to imagine he probably did. He was a pretty educated guy. Yeah, he was a, a polyglot. Yeah, sure. at the time, I don't know if he would have. Con- you know, he was probably like a, yeah, you know, not a. What was this? Was all before the war? No, he wrote this in what twenty two. So that it's, they would. It's throughout the war. Yeah, yeah he, he, he was spent years working on it. He was writing it yeah. while the war was going on. So, yeah, I think he was. He was. I think he was definitely more. You know, one of those did pro, James uh, Joyce pro speak independence. Irish? I have to imagine. I would be amazed if he didn't. He spoke Italian fluently. He studied classical Greek while he wrote this book. He clearly knew Latin because, you know, he was a Catholic at the time. One Um, thing says, yes, he did speak Irish. That's all I need. Yeah. (laughs) This is according to Kiernan McGovern on Medium. So I, I, that's, you know, that's credibility right there. Yeah. That's an Irish guy. Definitely no no bias in that one. Um, oh, okay, never mind. Well, okay. Quora says it is highly unlikely he spoke Gaelic. Well, now we've got a controversy. Quora is just as effective as asking the sleeping hobo on your train. Quora is just the new uh, Yahoo Answers. Where was, am I pregnant? <laughs> My favorite was like, I forget what the question was, but it was Stevie Wonder answering it, and it was just gibberish. It's like Stevie Wonder answered your question, and it's not just just pounding a keyboard. (laughs) Couldn't even do talk to text. Um, It was a long time ago. That wasn't a thing yet. So this book is, it's done, you know? He, no, he, no, no, we got to get to the last part. We can't ignore the women yeah, well, he, who he, are ignored most of the book. He gets he gets Stephen out of there after he pays off the chandelier from breaking it because he's a, in a drunken mess. And then they go out, you know, more and he tries to sober him up and he brings him back to his place. Do you want to crash here? Like, nah, I got to go home, blah, blah, blah. So he goes home. 
And then Leopold walks into bed. He's like, make me breakfast in bed tomorrow, bitch. Good night. <laughs> and then the last chapter is just from his wife Molly's perspective where she talks about how she liked getting banged out that day by her manager and how her husband has a weird butthole fetish and about all the all the banging she wanted to do but never did. But she loves, but not doesn't love him, but like she thinks about, she ends with thinking about when he proposed to her. Yeah, you know, she likes him. And you know, you get her perspective on the thing, which was like he's wondering about, like, talking about, oh, my wife's cheating on me and I'm a good dude. And, you know, even though, you know, I might dip my wiener somewhere else once in a while, I do pretty good. And then from her perspective, it's like, we haven't fucked in a decade and, uh, you know, all that shit. It's like that meme. With like the husband and wife in bed, and she's like, "I wonder what he's thinking." And the husband's thinking something really dumb, like, "I wonder if you ever have milk from the same cow twice." It's <laughs> 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 a fucking real question. <laughs> Ever since I've seen that, it has haunted me. <laughs> uh, probably not, but you've had a hamburger from ninety-seven different cows at the same time. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, and yeah, so just it's it's Molly's perspective about. You know, and it's for its time probably the most progressive interpretation of women having independent thoughts that existed in literature. Isn't there a whole bunch of period shit in there too? I feel like there she's is. getting her period because women just think about their periods, of course. And you know, until he was going to go down there for the bottle, he went to the front, and uh, you know, boy, was he red in the face. Earn your red wings that way, Nate. You, <laughs> you told me, you taught me that. <laughs> You made me. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, then it just ends like it began out of nowhere. <laughs> and you're like, I did it. It's like the, I'm done. The sky parting and God reaching out. like, you're spared. It's over now. And then he you farts into my your mouth. <laughs> it's fine. Have a little farty. So, um, what did you guys think? Portrait of the fartest as a young man. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I hate you so much, Jimmy. Yeah. Man, this really... Oh, my God. I also... I only made it... I mean, about three quarters. It was definitely more than you'll, two-thirds. You'll finish it. You'll did finish I, it, though. No, I won't. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm done. Done. I mean, part of it I read all of Dianetics. It turned out to be Nate. longer than I thought. So this is actually only the second Nate book didn't even read I haven't Dianetics. finished. The first one being Dianetics, and I did that on purpose. I was like, I'm not, I'm not reading that. I just, this, you that's, made that's us read joke. that. <laughs> yeah. <You> bastard. <laughs> For this one, I really tried so hard to like get it, just to, to like take it slow, understand what was going on, read the guides about it, and like just. Uh, but it defeated me. I really. That is how I feel. <laughs> Defeated, like oh fuck! I just this is so far so how beyond do you, me. How do you feel, Jimmy? You broke the man. <laughs> <laughs> Look what you've Piece done! Shit, <laughs> like Bane broke Batman. I have defeated Nate. <laughs> I I broke you. <laughs> <laughs> the pages they rise. <laughs> I also couldn't keep my eyes open. It was so fucking boring because there's no plot that that I cared about and there were all this stuff I didn't understand and it was just words. 
it was just the words had zero meaning to them. <laughs> and I couldn't bring myself to try any longer. The words probably had like more meaning than to them than average, but we just couldn't get it. <laughs> oh yeah. There's definitely it is so carefully written. Now with more meaning. <laughs> it is so carefully written in so many ways and is so intricate and so connected in all these references and all these things. And I like reading the guide and it's like, oh yeah, the chapter where this the Shakespeare speech. He's like, Yeah, there's a Shakespeare reference on every line and it's like fuck. I don't care. <laughs> like, I don't care. I don't care. I don't. I feel like this is the end boss of books. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's the final boss. And I lost. <laughs> I need to gain a few more levels and then I got to come back. <laughs> need a lot more experience points. Would you? Then... Would, you would you come back? No. <laughs> no. Oh, no. You already, you already left this abuser, Nate. Don't go back. <laughs> Stay Mike, what do you think? <laughs> I don't want to cut off Nate. Nate, Nate, Nate was just getting started. <laughs> I have not yet begun to hate. No, uh, so <laughs> let it flow through. <laughs> I would give it two stars. What? I expected for what? Uh, worse, honestly, because it's number two. Yeah, is that what? <laughs> you know what? I gave it three. It's. I didn't get yeah, it. I saw that. What the fuck? I was didn't that? get it. But there were parts of it I actually liked, like the funny parts. And you know the other eighty percent I didn't understand, <laughs> but <laughs> that's that's twenty percent. That's yeah. one star. I thought it was I thought, enumerate know, prick. It was you know I liked parts of it, and I didn't understand the rest of it, and I will never read it again. So I was like, you know what, I I I did I didn't hate I I did I liked it more than I liked like War and Peace. Honestly, like for me that was a different kind of slog. Where it was just like. Yeah, there's a plot, but I don't give a fuck if any of these people live or die. I hope they all die so the book ends, honestly. But, like, that was, in some ways, like, this was hard. It was hard. Like, switching to the audiobook helped immensely. But, like, War and Peace was hard because I was I was even more bored in War and Peace. Because at least this, I was like, what the fuck, a lot of the time? But War and Peace was just like, oh, okay, ugh. It's just, you know, it's, it's different. I liked I liked the I liked the weirdness of this, and I will never understand it. It is supremely weird. It is so fucking weird. And then there's there are there are bursts of parts that make sense as like writing, and those parts I I enjoyed, and I did like all the pooping, and I thought the 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 butthole <laughs> stuff was funny. I I thought I I to me I liked it because I can't help but feel like this whole thing is a joke. And it was like the greatest literary joke ever pulled. It was like, look at this poo-poo book I wrote. Everyone thinks I am a fucking genius because I wrote clip, clap, clap, clop, and they will dissect that for years. Fucking punked. And it's like, I got to imagine there's it's a lot of that. And I, you know, I respect that. I respect the con. <laughs> he spent 10 years on a joke, and he nailed it. And I will never understand it, and I will not read it again. Because I won. I won, and it's over. And everything we read after this will be easy. <laughs> uh, don't, uh, don't count us out. <laughs> we have to pay you back. We have to, no, I don't, have to. I don't regret picking this because we had to do this at some point. Had to. It was going to be required of us, and we're going to keep putting it off, and now it's done, and it's behind us. We've done War and Peace and Ulysses. We can do Nora... 
Steele books. Danielle Steele, what the fuck? Who's Nora? Nora Roberts. Nora Roberts yeah. and Danielle Steele combining into one uber, uber porn book. We could do that forever. No one will care anymore. We're done. We've peaked. We've summited twice. <laughs> Everest and K2. Yeah. And they fucked us both. <laughs> Lost the whole team on the way up. <laughs> <laughs> so we have to walk funny because we have no toes left. Yeah, I've got, I've got, I've got a definite lack of toes after reading this one. I'm just like, I, I'm different now. <sighs> so I, I was the past three weeks reading this book. I've been talking to people at work and like, hey, do you ever read Ulysses? And everyone's like. The fuck are you talking about? No, of course not. <laughs> what is reading? <laughs> but I, you know, one person was like, who is a reader? She was like, oh God, no! I tried so hard, and I just gave up in the middle. And this is a woman who's like from the Midwest in German. She doesn't quit on anything, you know. Wow. And so she was like, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. And you know, talking to her, and she was like, I, I don't understand how people read that and say they fucking liked it. And I also don't understand that. I think if you read this book and you claim to like it, it's because you have Stockholm syndrome, <laughs> and you and you were just like, oh yeah, I I, I spent seven hundred and twenty pages with this nonsensical clown car of a book. It's like three hundred and fifty pages. No, it's a massive book. I have a physical copy. It's seven hundred pages. Seven hundred. Oh yeah. I mean, it might as well be infinite pages because it's just gibberish. It's one I've had a tiny, tiny typeface. It, it, it like is a Bible typeface. It, it's a it's a big boy book. But I did, you know, I have read a few other bigger big books in my life, and there is an element of if you get through that, if you force yourself to finish a giant book, that you kind of have to justify to yourself that was worth it. I didn't waste my time. Like Infinite Jest? Absolutely, like Infinite Jest. Like in, in that, or, you know, especially the books that aren't plot-driven. Infinite you know, Jest so, is like the one that people compare this to modernly. Like, oh, I read Ulysses. Like, oh, did you read Infinite Jest? They're like, you can't talk about one without someone bringing up the other. Oh, uh, uh, here's, I have, I have read Infinite Jest. I read every word of that, too. Compared to this... <laughs> I could teach a fucking college class on Infinite Jest. I understood so much more of that. Fucking mm. Ulysses? I know nothing. I'm not even 100% sure yet that we're not talking about Ulysses S. Grant. <laughs> <laughs> I know which what we're jesting about in Infinite Jest. Like, I understood what that book was about. Did I get everything? Certainly not. But when I read that book, which was a decade ago, I got the story. I got a lot of jokes out of it. I thought it was fun. We should still do it for the podcast because people want to people want to read that book. People want to know what that book's about. People but want, want us to, to tell them so they can say they read it. Absolutely, <laughs> and that's fine. I'll be yeah. that book whore. Perfectly okay with it. I know. I don't. I don't mind the idea of reading it. It's just you know the way we have to churn these things out. Like it's an endeavor. It's it's, I, it's a real serious time investment. That book took me three weeks to read when I had no kid and I was reading two hours a day. Like that was, it was it was a project. That was that was like a goosebumps. How do you do Infinite Jest on audiobook? Do you have to like click for footnotes? No, they they read. I mean, I didn't do it with audiobook, but uh, Nate will find out. But basically, 
You'll be reading it, and then it'll go like 37, and then it'll read. It'll this just is read a you reference in order of the footnotes. Okay. to the something times when he pissed in my mouth, return to text, <laughs> and then it'll go back to the book. Okay. Which could be, in some passages of the book, fine. In other passages, that's a terrible way to do it, but there's probably no better way to do it. It does have 100 pages of footnotes, which I which the ebook of Ulysses I read had 7,000 pages of fucking footnotes. You know how on a Kindle you have locations? Yeah. I downloaded the one that Nate told us about, the fucking James Joyce project or whatever mm-hmm. it is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Their exhaustive footnoted version of Ulysses. Every word was, is footnoted. It was 120,000 locations. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably like seven-eighths footnotes. Uh, not pretty much... The book ends at 12% of that. <laughs> Everything after that is footnotes. <laughs> I would read for days and it would be like, oh, I made none percent progress. <laughs> <laughs> so in short, I hate it, Jimmy, and I hate you. It was bad. I don't know how I'm going to get you back. I think I won this year. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, you definitely did. And you know what? You can't. You'll never be able to top it. So that's the real no, winning. But that's okay. I don't need to top it because I, I won. Good, you'd be the bottom since you're done topping. <laughs> I think uh, was this weirder or harder? It was harder to get through than cows, but maybe not as horrifying. Not as har- horrifying. No. No. None of none of the punishment books. I mean, Dianetics was really bad, actually, but. <laughs> No, didn't finish your own goddamn book, Nate. No, no, it no. was, but it was still much easier than this was. It made it made a little bit more sense. That had lengthy <laughs> passages. There was like, oh, my dad came on me when I was a fetus, and that's why I don't like to eat oatmeal anymore, or whatever the fuck it was. It was so repetitive, so boring. Yeah, it could have been a pamphlet, but I understood what it was. This was something we. Didn't understand. Definitely entire. I'd say I got I got I got a solid eight percent of it. Maybe. I, I the only thing I can guarantee I got was that the title of the book is Ulysses, <laughs> and it takes place in Dublin. Anything beyond that is speculation. <laughs> Absolutely, it was it was atrocious. So, who should read this? I think almost no one. Maybe PhD candidates or people already with PhDs. I said recently on an episode that we should make people in Guantanamo Bay read a book. This is what we should make them read. Yeah. So that way they're like, oh, forget the West. Ireland is decadent. <laughs> <laughs> no one, no regular, and I include myself in that, no regular person should read this book. You should read this book if you are a scholar, and that means you're an asshole. Yeah, I mean, I want to say you shouldn't read this book because it's bad, but because it, you're not going to get anything out of it. It's just, and you'll learn to hate books. Though I think if you're reading one or two books a year, Ulysses is never going to be one of them. No. If you're reading 50 books a year, probably still not. No, I mean, I've been reading fifty more than 50 books a year for 10 plus years now, and... I never once was like... No book held you down like this one did. No. And just had its way with you. So I'll say one of the things I realized way too late in this process is that RTE, which I forget what that stands for, but it's like basically the 
the Irish BBC. It's probably something like in Irish, in, in Irish, like well, the E is Ireland, like Ir, Iran, or yeah. whatever the fuck. But it's you know, ah, da, 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 Ireland, and they have their own. They have a podcast. It's free on Apple Podcasts, and this is not sponsored because you know, we're not going to get paid in potatoes. They, have, I'll take them. They have, so, <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, of course. Mail me potatoes in the in the mail. <laughs> Where else would they mail them? I don't want people to know. (laughs) But they have a full cast recording of Ulysses with voice actors and sound effects and like music and shit. Clap, 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 clap. Yeah, yeah, clap. (laughs) Is there a lot of farting sounds? (laughs) Went her hot ass. Whatever it is. But I listened to a little bit of that and I was like, this is way better. This is way more... Com, you know, followable. It's just it's way easier to understand just like the fact that exactly. someone is talking, yes. or like where they are, or who's talking. It's a male voice yeah. versus a female <laughs> voice, right? It's yeah. I mean, I I read the I listened to the version that was just one guy reading pretty much the entire thing, but it still may like make it easier. Be like, someone is talking. These aren't just adverbs about like stuff going on. Like they said the thing. And like, oh, okay, because there's no fucking quotation marks either. So. Well, the RTE version, they have that. It's on Apple Podcasts. Yeah, it's 97 hours long. <laughs> oh, it's it's immense. Like the Cersei chapter, which is one of 18 chapters, is five hours long. That's the longest, yeah, the, but it's... The audiobook I had was 42 hours. Jesus Christ. Well, this might not be that much longer then. But they have that, and then on the same podcast, they have a discussion for each chapter that's like 45 minutes of a couple people talking about it. So if you have a spare year of your life, you can listen to this. Which gets to my real question, because as a punishment book, well done, Jimmy. But as a book for human consumption, what the fuck was James Joyce doing? This is the most self-indulgent shit ever. Like, I'm going to write a book that people have to work this hard to get. He was trying to write the most erudite book possible, like of all time. I mean, I had imagine he, he when he wrote it, he probably wasn't like, you know, one day common people will will really enjoy this book. So maybe that's not on him. Maybe that's on us. Well, I don't think anybody is claiming the common folk, including us, will like this book. I mean, like, we say, like, James Joyce is writing these fucking pretentious books. It's like he's writing for people back then who, like, who read stuff. It was fucking fancy snobby people who wrote, who read, like, you know, these fine works of literature. And, like, everyone else couldn't read. So at a certain point, it's like, yeah, it's it's hard to predict who's going to be into what art in a century. If anyone even gives a fuck about it. So, I mean, people should, every time they make like a hundred greatest books list and they put this on it, like, who is that list for? It's not, it shouldn't be for everybody. Like, putting this on a list of books everyone should read is wrong, because not everyone should read this. It's a waste of time for the vast majority of people. Unless you want to spend a year of your life dedicated to the ins and outs of this. And I don't know why you would do that. I'm someone who likes reading. I wouldn't do that. Because why? Why? 
Why don't you tell us what you thought? Yeah. Send us an email to drunkguysbookclub at gmail.com. And uh, fuck you, Jimmy. Right in the ass. I'm gonna be really. I'm gonna be really nice to you guys next year, or you know, in a week when we give each other our books. I oh, I'm gonna give you a book. Uh, you know what? I'm just. Gonna, I'm gonna find the largest book I can find and say Jimmy has to put this in his asshole. That's it. It's just a phone book. I can butt chug it. <laughs> it just has to go in your butthole. You have to read it with your butt. It's gonna be really hard. I only speak braille with my butt. That's fine. We'll carry that conversation that day. But we'll follow us on Twitter. Drink Guys BC, which in this case is short for Big Cox, which needs to go into Jimmy's butt. <laughs> <laughs> or go to Facebook and Instagram at Drunk Guys Book Club. And no one fucking cares what we say at this point. We have a Patreon and shit and leave reviews. And then this book is bad. And Jimmy's a bad and man. We're on Goodreads. Don't listen to him. He's bad. We are this, reading. This was not and a good also, read. We also own a small dry goods store and we sell merchandise to people on the Oregon Trail and reads. And check out the Hopped Up Network, a network of independent beer podcasters. And thanks for listening. I wish I had died fording a river instead of reading this book. Mm-hmm.